Welcome back, yo. This is the Man Cave Caucus Podcast with your host, Ben Baker, and my co-host, Tim Holden. Tim, so good to have you back, man. I hate these midweek minutes with no other person there. We've got to get get better at that and get I kinda, some people on. But, I kind of uh, crashed the midweek minute this week. Yeah, it works. Uh, it works. But it, yeah, we're, we're bringing the latest, right? The latest news and... A bit of fresh entertainment, possibly, for your day as well. Maybe just enough to keep you going through the mundane moments. And uh, a little shot in the arm, you know? Maybe some hope. I think hope is an important thing we all need at this point in time. Uh, it's looking a little dark out there, it's, Tim. It's uh, the the outrage machine. Mm-hmm. It's rolling. It's shut off and there's still a lot coming out. Like, <laughs> at some point, you don't even have to drum anything up. It no, just flows. It just comes right to you. It's like they primed the outrage spigot, and it is it is going 90 to nothing. You can and, shut the pump off, and it's still going oh, to blast keep on, you right in the keep face. Keep on going. Just uh, incredible how much is out there, isn't it? It is. I just, uh, I don't see, it's kind of like the oil re- reserves in Alaska that we're not tapping. Yeah, right. Really. Just sitting there. But yeah, uh, man, a whirlwind week. Lots to discuss on the show today. Everything from, I don't know, let's say dueling in the Missouri Senate to Joe Biden speaking another language. I mean, we've got a, quite the the range today, Tim. Yeah. So speaking of, the president was at a brewery speaking here recently mm. at an event. Maybe maybe that figures into it. Maybe I, w- I would would like to think that being at the brewery was a part of the the reason that this happens. Well, if this was a does. if this was a one off, I might have thought maybe he's always at a brewery. They just don't always announce it. You know that maybe that's it. Maybe it's not cognitive decline. He's a raging alcoholic. So yeah, uh and you know, I mean just just give a listen to this, Tim. It's th- this is the the leader of the free world, Tim, who is running for four more years. Mm-hmm. And he was And the media is trying to say that he's just as sharp as a tack. A mere a mere 5 years ago, he was he was in fact able to formulate some sentences. Right. And uh, yeah. I haven't seen a speech that I was like, what an orator. Yeah. Um, give, give a listen to this. Let her rip. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. <laughs> beer. You, I, I know we're laughing, <laughs> but I'm assuming the people who went out to that I feel like the laughter sounded like it was right off of a brew 90s here. Let's listen to it sitcom. Brew beer doing this. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the great Earth Rider, thanks for the great <laughs> Listen to that laughter. It sounds like, you know, like the Seinfeld show where it was like. Yeah, let's let, give it one more like the, roll and I'll try, to, I'll try to. I wonder why it's coming. That was pretty good. Something like that. A little bass riff. Yeah. I wonder why it's <laughs> brewed here. That's definitely some 90s sitcom canned laughter that somebody 
put on the end of that awkward. Uh, maybe it wasn't an awkward laugh. Some you, staffer somewhere was like, "We got it. We got to at yeah. least try to make it look like the people were thinking this was funny, like he was riffing and right, com- a comedy riff, and right. they just <laughs> just play it, just leaning into it. Yeah, like let's let's ease the tension here. I mean, so, unbelievable. Here's what's funny. If you play this through the transcriber, here's what it said. He said, the beer brewed here. It used to make the brewed beer. During is defined. Oh, Earth Rider. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. I bet. Uh, I bet. Because, you know, you know, AI has to record everything. I wonder what they took out of this. We need, like, to, we need to start a band called Earth Rider. Here's, here's something that would be hilarious is to see if Grok could write a presidential speech for us based off of the last 10 speeches given by Biden. Okay, here's the power of Grok. This is a side note, but listen to this. So we're going to talk a little bit about this later in the, in the show, but I'm coming home from Jefferson City on Thursday. I had a long committee hearing. I had a bunch of stuff I had to do, and I'm trying to get out of town and get home, right? So all this is going on with Texas, which we're going to talk about here in a bit. And I wanted to send a letter to the governor to urge him governor. to support Texas along with these other states and to make a public statement to do that. But I'm driving, <laughs> and I can't write it. And my, my L.A. is like, I don't know. I, I don't want to do this. You know, she gets a little bit uncomfortable sometimes trying to write stuff like that that's, you know, an official letter or whatever. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just wait till I get home. And then I'm like, hey, hold on. Wait, let's put this $26 so, a month to use. I literally talk into the Grok and tell Grok exactly what I want in the letter as I'm driving, just speaking to it. And it wrote a letter almost perfectly what I wanted to the governor. Now, mm. imagine that. So I'd say that it could write a presidential speech probably much better than what is delivered by the average no, Joe no, no. Biden speech. I want it I want it to be based off of its a conglomeration of so his it listening to his actual speeches, not mm. not reading the transcripts. I see. And giving us a it would be kind of a I don't know, this might bring back some some memories because uh but the the old skier deer fleer deer skier deer fleer you know? Yes. Little beer skier. But deer skier, see but yeah, sharper than ever, according to the mainstream media. Oh, yeah. Even though, have you seen the favorability rating? Five. The lowest for a third-year president since, guess who? The old peanut farmer? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy and his... Who at one what time the, held the record for the worst president yeah. of all what, time. What was the... I think we're setting a bar that we may not see broken in our lifetimes. Um, what was... What they call more... So I've heard an old timer, you know the old quote. I love a quotable quote. Like a, yeah. I dropped one last week. The old hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Mm, I use that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used to say more something than Carter had liver pills, and I think yeah. they may have been referencing his brother. Okay, because you remember his brother, I believe. Now, once again, don't quote me on any of this. But I believe his brother was making a bit of a political splash or a at least a pop culture splash and mm-hmm. he was 
Carter's brother. I believe it was Carter's brother. Okay. One of the presidents had a brother, yeah. and I believe it was Carter, but he was a known alcoholic, mm. and uh, he he wrote articles that were very inflammatory at the time um, because America was a much more conservative nation, and he was kind of like a a bit of a playboy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see. Anyways, but so, uh, but have you ever heard that saying more yeah, I've more heard something that. than Carter had liver pills? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Carter himself was the. Uh, I think it must have been his brother because he was. It was like Billy or something. Billy Carter. Billy Carter. I'd have to. Uh, yeah. We need a. Rocket. We need. I. I need to bring a. Uh, Kind of like a, an assistant to do some Google fact. Yeah, we need a Googler. We need we, a full-time I mean, Googler. Anybody out there wants to yeah, volunteer for bored. the Man Cave Caucus to be a full-time Googler while we're doing the show, we could use that. Um, it, it could it could definitely take us to uh, more factual facts. And if all else fails, the, you know, if you, if you can't desk. come up with an answer, just say, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. Thanks for the Great Lakes. I, I thought it was Earth Rider. Riders. Arthur Riders. Thanks for the Great Lakes. <laughs> that was Bill Clinton. That sounded like Bill Clinton. Well, I that's the only one that I ever really uh worked on. Oh man. Oh man. What a deal. So, so anyways, I wanted to before we move on, let me read the first comment. Yeah. Um just a loyal Democrat mm-hmm. supporting bot. This is on the on this the video on, of, of this Joe is Biden's on, Earth Rider speech. Yes, but okay. it, it was uh, it was the number one or the top comment, and it says, "How many laughy faces did it have?" Do they do laughy faces on X? I think you're thinking of Facebook. Oh, okay, but it had several thousand views, and it was from one Oni Yabuo. <laughs> a hikey, and a, that's a J, so I may be a jikey. Eileen, and then there's dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to open it up. I don't Nailed care it. enough. That Nailed was the name it. of our poster at Oniabuo. Mm-hmm. While it may seem concerning that Biden's approval rating is lower than previous third-year presidents, it actually highlights his ability to make tough decisions and prioritize the needs of the country over popularity. This shows that he is not afraid to take on challenging issues and make necessary changes, which is a commendable quality in a leader. <laughs> Where's our canned laughter for that? I mean, my well, I mean, goodness. The least we can do is... Yeah. That's how all the Democratic Party's feeling about their, uh, their last elected uh, sitting president, no doubt. Just cheering. That was definitely an optimistic take, I'll say. I'm just saying, like, uh, imagine if people gave you the benefit of the doubt like that. Yeah, I know, right? No, that Hmm. never happens. Well, next up this week, uh, something that Trump predicted would happen, and we all probably predicted would happen as well, and that is Thomas Jefferson's statue removed from New York City Hall after... 187 years mm. of being there. And I tell you, this this just, it hurt my heart to watch this video, Tim. I don't know if you... It, it did me too. I've um, seen this or not. Is all I could think of is where is that going? Yeah. I, I mean, know I know with, uh, like we, we got to visit, I told you we got to visit D.C. last year. Mm-hmm. 
and they were saying that they a lot of times like in in federal they send the at the federal level they send those statues because each state's represented by two statues mm-hmm. and they usually send those back to the capital but this is being removed from the capital in New York New or? York City Hall City Hall City Hall okay which is historic right? I mean could you imagine the value of that statue a and maybe it'll be auctioned off and funds donated to um put Hunter in a facility for rehab maybe it just kills me man they've got him strapped up and they're carting him out for this video if you watch yeah the 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 look on Jefferson's face though says it all you know it, he's really disappointed you know and i think speaks for us all the lack of insurrection there right is uh there's no way i could do that i don't think not, i could stand by not i really happening. don't and it's just like he has a a look of sheer disgust at how yeah i mean this this woke Gestapo is what I call it sometimes that is getting their way these days. I mean, removing Mm. the founding fathers that was, and in this case with Jefferson, I mean, a primary author of the Declaration of Independence. He was the leading advocate for religious freedom at the time. Um, So, I mean, such a monumental pillar of... It the just, founding of this country literally died on the 4th of July, Tim. Mm, just, I mean, almost like just to punctuate America. his contribution to freedom and liberty. His last word was America. Yeah, of course. But now they're trying to erase Thomas Jefferson and his legacy so that they can write him off as being a racist. And... If if they weren't working so hard to undo his life's work, it it would be much more surprising. Yeah. It's this is this is a symbolic. It's like it's like a it's it like baptism for a Christian. It's it's the symbolic of the state of where we're at right now. Yeah, it's the what we can what we can visibly see. This is what's happening behind closed doors when they're they're stripping stripping our nation of its heritage, of its ideals, and... Yeah, the very the very bedrock of our principles. Yeah. And, but yet, on the other hand, you know, they're fine with a statue of Beelzebub in the Capitol. I was going to mention you that. Know, and, instead of Jefferson, because, you know, I mean, his legacy uh, right. is you know, never one to be questioned. Right? Yeah, I mean, evil, the root of, you know... The root of the, all uh, evil, yeah. The, at least the... Uh, founding father of evil why would you want to not have him represented you know and with a with this kind of stuff going on and i mean i i when you let them take when you let them have a single when you let them have the inch you know and we definitely stood stood by while they took some less scrupulous although people to be remembered due to if you don't remember your history if you don't remember mm-hmm. your roots you you might repeat some things um you give you start taking a taking down someone's history and uh it can it's a slippery slope it is and i remember when they were taking this the statues down 
during and the riots and during well during the riots and and you think about the reason and the reasoning behind it it's the mob rule you know and that is it's symbolic though of you know forgetting forgetting where you came from and i just uh just hate to see that that can go on and uh i i would like to know where some of those statues were because i would i would definitely be more than happy to park one in the main yeah. cave I would say that uh, I could have a make a couple calls and probably find a good place for it here in I good know. old Southwest hey, Missouri. I I think we could probably put it, and probably even find somebody to keep watch, if need be. I don't think you'd have to down here in Missouri. I uh, from from what I learned on the midweek minute mm-hmm. was that uh, we're right where these statues need to end up. That's right. We can keep them safe. Still the land of the free and the home of the brave down here. Tim, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we've got tons to talk about, especially what's going on in Texas. Mm. was uh, tickling them strings. <laughs> okay, so next up, the biggest story of the week by far. What is happening in Texas, Tim? It's the Wild West again. I started thinking, back to Luke and Buck Dixon. We're in Wayland and the boys. Oh, man. This. <laughs> well, it's not successful. No. Texas, man. This invasion that you're feeling. Hey, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But so Texas has been trying to defend their southern border and our southern border against the the invasion of the illegals. We've talked about this many times. It really does have me feeling like the Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, I think you could write a pretty good one. Maybe next time we can roll I, that uh, out. Yeah. But the Biden administration is just allowing this to happen and purposefully there's no other way you can explain it purposefully allowing this to happen where illegals are pouring in every day by the thousands people we don't know who they are where they come from where they're going they've put up barriers they've built walls we're talking about texas and they've put up barbed wire to discourage this invasion but the biden administration keeps fighting them at every turn. I mean, ordering that the federal agents can cut the barbed wire, open the fences, let them in. So finally, they they sent this up to the Supreme Court. And the, the most ridiculous decision that I have, I think, ever seen out of this SCOTUS um, so far, they, they ruled against Texas and said that they cannot defend their own border. Mm. That's what the Supreme Court decision was. And Amy Coney Barrett, who many of us as conservatives fought to get appointed to the Supreme Court because she's pro-life, you know, primarily that was the reason why I supported trying to get her on the Supreme Court. She sided with the coward John Roberts in this decision, and they ruled against Texas. Has she given any public statements since then? No. I could only imagine, which I haven't read to see if there was a dissenting opinion. 
uh, from the other judges, but I, I would love to see that. Mm. That that was probably the most disappointing, unbelievable part of that ruling. And uh, once again, uh, what are we at now? Three million in three years. I haven't looked at the recent number, but that sounds and close. Not to you know, not to even just take them to a statistic, but when you consider the fact that the largest city in Texas, we're talking almost three times the population of the largest city in Texas. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that 3 million, it's 1% of our entire population. Yeah. If you don't think that that makes a difference, um, realize that a city like Houston goes a long way in deciding an election. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't, and and Houston is right. They're right on the fence right now. Or as of last election, they're always, you know, fifty, fifty, sixty, mm-hmm. forty. I've I have met. Uh, I got to work in Houston for about two years, and uh, met some of the most just outright people that you wouldn't. I met a rapper. Hmm. He was uh, in the underground scene, which pretty much just means that you're not a successful rapper. <laughs> but he did have he was he was fairly big in the Houston area. Unlike Ben Shapiro. Right. I saw that. Uh so anyways, but he he was uh immigrant, one of the most conservative and vocally conservative people I've ever met. And uh incredible a lot of lot of incredible people there mixed with a lot of crime due to we had we had more we had oh about three hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment and vehicles and trailers um stolen during that short two year oh stint. Um and pretty much what the sheriff would tell you or the which we worked in a couple different locations, a suburb of Houston and dead downtown pretty much. And they pretty much were like, "Well, your stuff has already crossed the border by now." Mm-hmm. You know, they would it would go missing on a weekend, and they'd be like, "Monday, they're like, yeah, it's no longer it. You won't be recovering this." So, yeah, and uh, that kind of stuff. But you think about how much three times the population of a huge city, and we know cities decide elections a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You you think about. Uh, even California, and I, I do want to give a shout out to the people in California who are still holding on, still hanging in there. Love the love their state, and yep, there's a lot of conservatives in California. The entire population of conservatives is overwhelmed by probably one, maybe two cities. Yep, and so it just it's San that's Francisco what we're in LA. That's Sacramento. what we're up against. Um, three cities, which is what they've. Not only allowed, but I think they have facilitated mm-hmm. three cities worth of who they are hoping to be. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping it's not terrorists because we're not talking about just illegal immigrants coming right. over from Mexico. We're talking about exactly. Chinese nationals, Iranians, um, Muslims of by this by the scads and. That's it's this is not a a racially 
charged thing. This is giving over our country to people who hate us. To people who hate us in some in some cases in and, in a large percentage. Um, and I know that's not. There's plenty of people tr- looking for the American dream, and that's where I said if the government said, "Hey, we're going to vet individuals, right. find out their intentions, and we're going to let three million immigrants in over three years," I don't think there's many Americans who would have a problem with getting people who wanted to get on board with the American dream. This right. is not what's going on at the border. They're no, trying it's... to take away the identity of what we have here as Americans. Yeah. So in, in response to the SCOTUS ruling, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says that he will defend Texas and their constitutional authority to secure the border and that Texas will prevent the Biden administration from removing property. Here's what he said in his letter I thought was strong. He said the federal government, this is Greg Abbott, uh, on January 24th, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration, despite having been put on notice In a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas' demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And he goes on to outline those things and what's actually happened. And then he outlines what sections of the Constitution gives Texas the authority to do that. And that's the thing that I think is important to keep in mind when it comes to this. And there's a video uh, I'm going to play from his interview with Tucker that I thought was really powerful um, and and, and how he's responding to this. And I think he does. You know, he's right. He has the authority, uh, but but he's up against this situation with the Biden administration that obviously is doing this on purpose. So here's what he said with Tucker. Listen to this. If the administration plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month, and that is uh, building these barriers, uh, and whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climate border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. It, the, with state employees, I assume, not with National Guard. But w- can you envision a scenario in which you would put armed state employees on the border instead of the National Guard of Texas? We, we do have other armed state employees uh, on the border as we speak right this minute. And uh, that's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. So, I mean, he's really strong in his words. Uh, We actually have a a similar law that we're trying to get through the legislature this year 
uh, regarding Missouri. Because here's the thing about this, and what I've been saying is, this doesn't just affect Texas. This affects us all um, and the security of, of our states. And so, you know, that's the reason why you have these other states that are getting behind Abbott. And after this statement, you know, saying that they're going to stand firm and ex- exercise their constitutional right to secure the border, uh, several governors from other states began to get in line saying, we, we support what Texas is doing and, and even offering their National Guard troops uh, to help as well. And then what happens is, so once that starts rolling out and these other states start getting behind Texas, then Biden gives a deadline for Texas to remove their National Guard troops by, I think it was like 1 p.m. on Friday. And not only that, but then threatens and says, if you don't do that, then we're going to issue punitive sanctions against Texas by pausing the liquid natural gas development opportunities, which obviously would directly um, hurt Texas' economy. So, you know, that's not a coincidence. He actually acted on that. Yes. Um, Biden did and has already, I believe, signed into signed into law that we're not going to be exporting any uh, liquid natural gas. It's unbelievable. It's it's evil what he is doing. And he so suffocating Texas jobs and, and not just Texas. Again, it affects us all yeah. for them to be able to protect their border. And th- so this is what this is what fascist dictators do yeah. to, to quash the dissidents. And so listen to this. Here's what a few conservative leaders said about the border crisis, Tim. And I quote, It matters how you control your borders, not just for immigration, but it matters for drugs, terror, a whole range of other things. Here's another quote. We all agree on the need to better secure the border. We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting lawfully. Good words. Yeah, you know I, who said that, Tim? Uh, Biden in, back in the day, maybe? Biden in 2008. Yeah, that sounds about and right. And Barack Obama in 2005. That's hmm. where those words came from. That's the kind of ridiculous hypocrisy that you're seeing out of these leaders and how that they will change on a dime to try to, when they see that it's going to be politically advantageous to them, they will change. This is a, uh, when you, when you look at the immigration, this, the bigger, not maybe not the bigger, but the underlying issue is you know, who's facilitating all of this immigration and really getting the the money from it is the cartels. Right. They, uh, I was, I was watching a video where they were, the cartels had a front end loader lifting the, the, uh, wire to just let, and I'm, I would say roughly, oh, a thousand, probably a thousand illegal immigrants just waltz in. And then it's the wild part though, is once they get past that, they're just being shipped where, wherever they desire. And once again, that is you, we've probably, 
whatever the percentage that sleeper cells have grown by due to this kind of right you know these these tactics the the fact that our we're being sold down the river not only are they not willing to help the federal government is not willing to help they're telling states that they can't even do the bare minimum bare minimum to protect their border and last time we had a state's rights violation of this magnitude and at the end of the day i see you know then you can at least look at the good that came out of it in, in the last civil war mm-hmm. there was some i think there was some positive change well and that's that's the words that a lot of people are talking about right now but because mm. you see these states supporting so so what how how this plays out so then Biden threatens Texas, you know, with with having his federal agents arrested, arresting their national guardsmen, uh, or so he thought. So then we we hear from the Border Patrol Union, who made this statement. They said rank and file Border Patrol agents are not going to start arresting Texas national guard members for following their lawful orders. They they said that's fake news. That was in their statement. They said, that's fake news. They announced on Friday, pushing it back against this false, sensationalized media that have been claiming that, well, Biden's federal agents are going to arrest the National Guard members from Texas. And so they said this, U.S. border agents will respect any and all lawful orders. And I think that's a key thing mm. to keep in mind that Texas and they went on to say that Texas National Guardsmen have been given and there's no animosity between the two groups the union announced on social media on Friday uh, it says Texas National Guard and rank and file border patrol agents work together and respect each other's jobs period if Texas National Guard members have lawful orders then they have to carry out those orders Texas National Guard members realize that rank and file border patrol agents have their orders as well so I think they were pretty strong in their statement to say we're not going to do what Biden may be, you know, messaging that we're going to do and start yeah. arresting National the, Guard members because they know what the result of that will is, be. Yeah, and it will is, be civil war. There is a little thing called the the Constitution, and and that's what Abbott, what I, the video I saw him talking about, where they're pulling from. You know, the original founding document that this is not this is an invasion not a, you know, immigration. Right. It's much and when you go to that much deeper. When you go to that, it's uh it's not lawful anything that's coming from executive branch. So it looks like the old uh the old Mexican standoff as it were or should I say Texan standoff. It's it's looking uh or maybe it's the Tex-Mex. I think it would be a Tex-Mex standoff in uh Speaking of Tex-Mex, have you ever eaten at Chewy's? I have not. Put that on your list. Have, the, you, uh, have you ever eaten at, uh, I believe it's called Rosa's in Texas? I don't believe I have. I'll yeah. put it on my list. Yeah. Good stuff. Anyways, but back to the, <laughs> sorry. I had a moment. I was thinking about that deluxe so, tomatillo sauce. Right. But So again, it's, it's the feds against the states. Yeah. Last time we had this. Sounds a bit familiar it didn't 
turn out too good for America, really. But it seems like to me that the people, especially red states, are behind Texas. So since this started to to unfold this week, um, now there's, I think, at least 25 states that have signed a letter of support uh, with with Abbott's decision to ignore the SCOTUS decision, basically, and and Biden's threats and say, no, we're going to secure a border, we're going to protect Texans, and we're going to protect our border, uh, and we have the constitutional authority to do that. He outlined that in his letter. So midday, Thursday, I mentioned I was leaving Jefferson City. Uh, I did write, a, because the, our governor had at that point not made a public statement, um, and so I wrote a letter to urge the governor to join these other states and, and support Texas and their efforts. Uh, and so since then, later in the day, he did make a public statement of support. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the letter that I wrote, uh, but who knows? Maybe it did. But also mentioned, too, that we already have some of Missouri National Guard members that are at the border currently uh, and helping Texas in this effort. So but the bottom line is I never thought I'd see the day where we could be discussing this, although the direction this country has been going has been pointing in this direction for some time now. And it's the fact that the left figured out that the only way, I think, to, to get you know more potential voters uh, was to open the border and let them in. That's a possibility knowing that if Texas turns blue, then we don't win electorally again when it comes to a presidential race. Um, but I think another strategy that they see is how that the population is counted. So this is how this works. When illegal immigrants are counted in population in a census, because they, they include whoever's there in your states that is living there currently— so when they include that in the, the census, when they do a census every 10 years nationally, then it changes the numbers for how many congressional districts then that these states get. So even though they may not be legally able to vote at this time as they an illegal immigrant— open up on opportunities to get another Democrat. Um, U.S. Congress, all those numbers are included when it comes to illegal immigrants yeah. in growing that population, and those districts are divided up by population. Yeah. So you have a situation where I think they realize that the, how they gain control and keep control of Congress is by allowing these people in. And at what point, if you adjust the population enough, you, you know, the uh, maybe the the old college stops making so much sense. The uh, the electoral college, electoral college. Yeah, they're gonna. So, so the thing about that is, too, when you when you look at what happens every ten years with the census, whoever's in the administration at the time has a lot of authority in what numbers are produced by that census as well. Yeah, have you ever participated in the census? Yes. Well, it's mandatory. Oh man, did you miss that one? I've missed the last three. That's not good. See, My parents probably got me on that you one. You weren't counted. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I, uh, if I ever, I, I went to jail quite a bit when I was a youngster. Mm. And if I ever go back, it's probably a jury duty got lost in the mail. <laughs> I don't know if they issue warrants, but, um, I'm a busy man, Ben. I know it's tough. I feel like I will serve on a jury back to back to back to back 
when I'm 65, if you guys can hold out. Okay. I've never been on one. I want to be. I just don't have time. I've had an exemption once or twice. Mm. But uh, but so, so to me, it seems like a, a desperate attempt here to meddle in elections. Yeah. To me. I don't know why you would think they would do that. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and, and the narrative from the left is now, you know, with the help of the mainstream media, they've created this narrative that if you don't support it, then you're, you're xenophobic. You hate the people well, from those other countries that are trying to get in because— Couldn't be further from better the truth, first off. And, but it goes back to the statues being removed during the riots. Yeah. You were a racist if you didn't think that was a good idea. Now they're taking Thomas Jefferson, which is so, I mean, the irony yeah. that they would let Trump prophetically say this was going to happen five years ago. And ridicule him for saying it. And ridicule fun him. of him for saying it. And, and this is where we're at. And this is, the, this is why it's so important to stand up in the moment. When, you, when someone says that you're something because of, deep-rooted beliefs if it's not factual don't let that change your beliefs you know and that's at the end of the day history you know history i love history and even the nasty parts and uh if you don't get on board and start acting now our country will go that's right down the tubes i mean you see and that's what this is right now is this is all of the last 10 years of them taking a bite at a time out of the elephant. And I, I say that. Yeah. The and, old and pachyderm. I think th- there, there's, a, there's a provocation element, too. They're trying to provoke yeah. people to overreact, and we can't allow ourselves to do that. There, there's, you've got to have no. discernment when it comes to how you react to this. But, you know, as a red-blooded American, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are upset, and I'm one of them. And, you know, they can throw around every term in the book, you know, and call you as xenophobic and racist and everything else. And we know that's not true. In fact, it's the opposite um, and that you don't care about people and yeah. you don't care about kids. But the, the the real truth is, is those that are allowing this and because of the motives behind it, they're the ones who don't really care about people and, and hate our country. Yeah. And so, you know, it is our responsibility to to realize our our role in this and realize that we, we can't allow our country to to be taken over and be um, be destroyed by those that have nefarious intentions when it comes to these things and and for them to hamstring you think about a peaceful pro mostly peaceful protest and when we do try to be heard it's an insurrection and that that kind of that kind of gaslighting it's, it's like crazy. you cannot win you can't you can't let your voice be heard or you're a, you're an insurrectionist they will you know silence the dissenters and at some point so many have to rise up and not not in violence not but we have to as a body of you know they're but they're you know the saying how do you eat an elephant or the you know one bite at a time mm-hmm. that's what the democrats They've heard that and they took it and that's and and at some point you know, maybe we need to start eating the donkey one bite at a time. <laughs> it's crazy. And you so, know. you know, we know now <laughs> that they are kicking U.S. citizens out of school and and putting 
illegal immigrants in the schools that we are paying as taxpayers are paying for that education. But listen to this. In Illinois, which doesn't surprise me, Napierville, Illinois this week, a city councilman, Josh McBroom, floated the idea of housing the influx of illegal immigrants in private residences. Now, if you remember, that there was a similar call from New York City Mayor Adams not too long ago, which he's majorly changed his tune since then. But when I first read about this, I thought it was trolling, but uh, he really is serious about it. He said, in the event of a massive influx of migrants, I do believe our city is prepared, Councilman Broom, McBroom said. The public should also know taxpayer dollars are are not and will not be used to house any potential migrants in the neighborhood. There's been some misinformation out there, he said. So he said no taxpayer dollars will be used to house migrants. But then he goes on, you know, and, and really goes off the, the compassionate rails and starts talking about passing around a sign-up sheet for people to house the migrants in their own homes on their own dime. What Tim. could possibly go wrong? So... These people are in positions of this, leadership in our country. <laughs> what? This is hey, Ben, you're telling me, I mean, you're 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 verging on empty nesting. You're telling me you wouldn't like a sleeper cell in your basement. <laughs> what is you xenophobe? Right. You monster. I mean, it's just ludicrous. Uh, so, just... but have you seen have you seen the Estimated housing alone. This is housing alone in the last three years. What the financial burden to the taxpayer is? I don't know. Six hundred billion dollars. Two hundred billion a year in the last three years. Wow. And this is averaged out. Now it's gone up exponentially more recently. You were not seeing this in the news. You were not seeing this on reels. You were not seeing the police stations. In Chicago, flooded with illegal immigrants. You were not seeing mm-hmm. the housing that they spent. What what was the number? Was it a hundred and thirty million they spent on, or no? It was four hundred and some million, I believe, in San Francisco. On the they spent months. on no. That was <laughs> that all. I mean, there, man. If you want, if you guys are looking for a government contract, just spool on down to San Fran, buddy. But no, in San Break Francisco, in. they took a historic hotel. Oh yeah, was mm-hmm. it one hundred and eighty million? I think, or it was it was an absurd amount of money, mm-hmm. and they guesstimated it. I, we talked about this last week, but they guesstimated. I think that it was supposed to be like a high end. The highest bid that they got from a you know an independent contractor was I think thirty million, and they ended up going into the one eighties, I believe, and that was right out of the city budget. We wonder why. San, or why California in general has a state deficit of thirty two right. billion. And why their and streets are full of poop. Don't get me back on the poop train, man. <laughs> I, I'm just get I've finally had a week and not thought about poop in San Francisco and you have to go and do this. Every song I can't hear I mean I'm I I mostly listen to praise and worship and I'm trying to write parodies about poop and I've gotten that, I gotten past that. <laughs> and I just need you to not talk about San Francisco poop. Okay. So you look at this, though, and obviously that money is going to 
further nefarious causes of tearing yeah. our country apart. Providing needles to the drug druggies and gotta have gotta have those clean, all the things. Yeah, I, sometimes I, the guys. I I'm quite a caffeinator, and uh, you know I sometimes they ask me if I they see the five hour energy bottles. One time I had three hundred and eighty five hour energy bottles in my passenger seat. I oh de- detail my truck and I just leave the bottles to see how much, and I finally racked them up. And that can't uh, be healthy. Well, I was saving the bottles in case there was a class action lawsuit. <laughs> I, I mean, my DNA is on every every single thread. It's gonna cash in. Yeah, I was like, well, if I if my heart blows out, and they start a class action lawsuit, you're gonna get a big <laughs> chunk. I think my wife might have <laughs> might have commissioned the kids to throw them away, so I no longer have that. But it is on record. So those they were asking if I was mainlining five hour, and I said, "Well, I said I, I ran, you know that we don't have any clean clean injection sites, so I've right. I've just gone back to just drinking them the old fashioned way in your truck. Yeah, just mm-hmm. tossing them in the floorboard. So I just to see the you know the amount six hundred. 600, we're, we're, I mean, we're 400 billion, we're four, or sorry, two more years from a trillion. Mm-hmm. I mean, when does that burden lessen? You know, when does, <laughs> and I know our debt is our economy, so we have a lot of economy. <laughs> well, it's it's one of the main things that is a concern. I mean, I looked at a poll this week, the, the number one concern of Americans by far is the border crisis. Number two is the, the national debt and the economy. And I think that's a good, I think it's um, accurate um, where some, people are at. Something I'd be interested in, what is the population of South America? I don't know. Yeah. We have 300 How million. Long before I just we wonder have what. All here? Yeah. I wonder what percentage we've taken on so far because we've taken on one percent of our population mm-hmm. in three years it's the population of the state of, uh, more i think than the population of the state of missouri think about that i mean we're Over talking about I, th- I think is it there's a there's a northern state i believe it's montana might have only four hundred thousand. i and once again yeah. you're talking about states that have like three one, zip codes once again i'm not allowed to put out numbers right. and anybody disclaimer full disclaimer it's a generalization these are generalizations and when i tell a story sometimes my stories can get a little flowery my wife i for entertainment purposes who wants to hear i i we were having a beautiful get together with some folks the other night a, another couple came over and he was telling the story of how him and his wife had met and his wife w- paused him and was starting to make corrections and i said no let him go i want to hear i want to hear his truth <laughs> it's so much better oh yeah anyways i it's like stories around the holidays you know family stories they get embellished everything you some of you think about it though some of the worst days i know this is a side note and i'm sorry folks i know you're needing we've got we've got a list to go through but you know the hard times Mm -hmm. the old uphill 
to school both ways. You think about the worst, and we were we were recollecting, me and my wife were recollecting over the last eight years we spent on the road in a 400-square-foot RV with three kids, a dog, and a rabbit. <laughs> and You really have a rabbit. We have a rabbit. Uh, we've had... We've had two. Lucky was our first rabbit, and he may have been the most... Wasn't so lucky. May have been the most unlucky rabbit. We had him for six months, and we realized that rabbits get a little bit wild if you don't get the old nip and tuck, and mm-hmm. took him in. And They're known for that. Come to find out, the surgery kills him about 50% of the time. Oh, and uh, he was in that 50%. So Lucky was not lucky. And then we got Jelly Bean. And he, we've had him for four and a half years. He's a long-eared flop. Mm. Great bunny. I, I would recommend the pet. I'm deathly allergic to rabbits. Well, I will try not to shake <laughs> or brush my clothing off in the man cave. because. But they're, they're great pets, uh, litter trained. Anyways, that's a... We're getting way off topic here. Yeah, yeah. But we, it's just funny how when you get on the other side of, of a hard time, it can get more beautiful yeah. the further you get away. And uh, I'm not even sure why why we got here. So It Tim, was a rabbit trail. <laughs> it was a rabbit trail. <laughs> In the truest sense. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, Tim. Back to topic. Next up. <laughs> Did you hear about the pro-life diaper company ad campaign to make more babies? <laughs> Seems like that they have taken our advice, Tim, uh, because we've talked about this. It's the only way to save the country. Yeah. Make more babies, teach them the truth, and we win. So uh, they must have taken our advice, and this diaper company uh, encouraging people to make more little copies of themselves. It's not a paid endorsement. Listen to this. Someone on staff saw this campaign. This is the not the B article and sent it to our editor who was surprised he hadn't heard about it. And he told me to whip up an article in case you fellow domestic extremists hadn't heard about it either. <laughs> I like that. Every life is the name of the diaper company, a pro-life diaper company, which you'd think, you All- know, every diaper company I was going to say this this does this seems like uh I would I would probably find like if I was if I was a diaper company just a good businessman first off I would be pro life second yeah I would start sending uh and I'm having a brain fart you're going to have to help me who who do you send to congress to uh Nikki Haley was probably one of them where ambassador you, it's it's not an ambassador. It's when you're trying to. It's like the unions have people that they say a lobbyist. A lobbyist. Mm-hmm. I would have a lobbyist that was going against contraceptive commercials or something. Right. Also, yes. And I would probably donate quite a bit of money to the Catholic Church. <laughs> pre, uh, who is it? Any Florence? religion that has a uh, Florence over there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd be a pretty big, ethic. I'd probably be a pretty big fan of Muslims, actually. So. We're selling diapers, kids. Right. You, you'd think every one of them would be uh, pro-life, but most of the big companies actually donate to things like Planned Parenthood, which just seems counterproductive, in, in my opinion. Doesn't <laughs> seem it is the <laughs> Because literal... the profit literally depends on people making more babies. 
Well, and that's they the support thing. baby murder, so maybe they're probably all part. They probably all have pretty heavy hands into formula and stuff like that, and so they're getting it coming and going, I guess. But yeah, it does seem literally counterproductive. It does counter. Is there a, such a thing as counter reproductive, or is that a double? Negative. Positive. A double positive. So should we have policies that penalize people for having extra kids in the developed world? This is all about increasing their power, imposing their vision, and their vision is population control. I also had my first abortion at the Seattle Planned Parenthood. Uh, Population control. There's too many people on the planet. This is a diaper ad. Every child on the face of the earth is unique and distinct and precious. It's Dr. Dobson's voice. Our potential is our children. Children are our future. They quote Elon Musk in here too. Before the cities and governments, who has made his contribution? He has. He's done his part. Important institution. In the world. Says make more babies. I would love to know who was offended by that. Right? I'd like to have a a duel. Here's what they promise to their customers. Every life's promise. It says, we unapologetically choose to celebrate life because every child is a gift from above that deserves to be loved, protected, and celebrated Every single day. And our community will be just that. Men and women who are joyful about raising children, celebrating life, and championing parenthood. That gave me goosebumps. I feel like I, it did. I was just thinking that I I feel like that I could, we could probably advertise for them for free. Just as a... Yeah. We wouldn't want to set a precedent. I mean, I'm done buying diapers, but I'm probably going to have some grandkids if we can keep this country afloat yeah. for a Yeah, I'm going to be years. talking. We're we're actually keeping my brother's two-year-old while him and his wife, they're, they're taking their first uh, postpartum cruise, so to speak, at two years old, and me and my wife are keeping her, and I'm going to have to talk to my brother about changing diaper brands. Yeah, there's no question. I'll definitely be supporting every life I'm all in. from here on out. Yeah. So that was cool. Last up, or not last, we got two more things. Ben Shapiro is now the number one rapper in the country, according to the iTunes hit list this week. Didn't see that coming. I did not. I mean... So have you heard of, uh, heard, listened to any of Tom McDonald's songs? I have not, but you've got let to, me ben. just tell you that if He's got Ben Shapiro is looking for a rapper name, I would like to see Post Shalom. Yeah. Post Shalom. So Fax is the name of the song, if you want to look it up. Okay. I wish we could play it, but we'd get dinged for it, so we can't do that. Surely Ben Ben would not take the time. Yeah. But you got to look up Tom McDonald's songs. He's got one called Fake Woke. Um, I'm telling you, it's it's good stuff. I know what I'll be doing. He's not afraid to tell the straight-up truth, um, and that's for sure. But I thought it was cool. And uh, it was a joke, kind of like they did it as a joke, and it's become the number one hit this week. 
So that was cool to see was it, that. Was it Ben Shapiro actually performing it? He does a rap, yeah, yeah in the he, video. He definitely. I'm going to have to go. He plays the violin, too. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. Really good violin. I'm going to go to... I'm going to go to X and maybe I, I made a contribution last week. I posted my first, uh, mm. not not post actually, it was a, just a comment. I just got outraged and I let it loose. But I'm going to have to go and see out. if I can get post Shalom uh, trending. Mm-hmm. That's a good I one. Feel like, I feel like that was inspired. So finally, last up, but definitely not the least is an amendment is made this week in the Missouri Senate to checks notes bring back dueling i i gave a little teaser to that i feel like i feel like i would be super into dueling yeah well yeah, obviously this was tongue in cheek and you know i'll tell you legislators do this some of us quite a lot to to make a point sometimes knowing that it's just kind of a tongue in cheek joke but it's like it's kind of like the Babylon Bee it's got a yeah. it's got a real valuable point to it and also we can laugh right can we still not do that i think i think the one thing that we have to hold on to it the ride the bumpy ride's not over we we better be laughing we've got to and i hope I hope our listeners are laughing a little bit. But of course, these days, you know, the media will have none of that, and they want to make it look like it's a serious attempt at legislating. But so I have a colleague and friend of mine. It's actually one of the guys I live with when I'm in Jefferson City, and that's Senator Nick Schroer. So because of the the infighting that's been going on in the Senate over the past week, I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's it's really gotten to a quite uh, an out of control level of senators um, attacking one another, even in our own party. And so uh, Nick Schroer, Senator Nick Schroer, introduced this amendment to make a point. Like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's, let's have a proper way to settle our disputes. Um, so, you know, again, tongue-in-cheek. I've done this before. I, there was a couple years ago we had a bill that was a, um, a bill where we would subsidize um, movie contracts, if they were if they were filmed in the state of Missouri, right? Yeah. So, it was, but it was taxpayer dollars that would go to a movie company to produce their movie as long as it was produced in and filmed in the state of Missouri, which would end up bringing revenue. Yeah, you, supposedly, you, yes. You might get some return on the investment. I don't know. Yeah, which I was against this because I don't think taxpayers should be subsidizing movies, right? Um, so I made an amendment on this bill because it looked like it was going to have the consensus and get through, and eventually it did. But this year it didn't. We were able to to stop it, but I made an amendment on there, and it was the, known as the Alyssa Milano Amendment because if you remember back several years ago, Alyssa Milano, which is a, an actress, this same tax credit they implemented in the state of Georgia. Well, they So she was making a movie in Georgia. Well, Georgia passed a pro-life law, and she came out and blasted it, used her, you know, bully pulpit as a an actress, yeah. even though she was yeah. getting the taxpayer dollars from that state and blasted, you know, what the legislature was doing in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I made an amendment on this bill in Missouri, and I said, 
basically carved out Alyssa Milano. Like if this passes yeah. and movie companies can get this, anybody can get it except for Alyssa Milano. I like it. Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't the lady? And once again, you know I'm bad with names, but the uh, there is a large. Who's the large Lizzo woman? No, I, she is a Lizzo esque figure with a gap tooth that ran for governor and it got stolen. And I'm throwing up some air quotes uh, in Georgia. In Georgia, because she was running Stacy Abrams. Stacy Abrams. Mm-hmm. She was running somewhat on on uh, the. She was using that as as one of her uh, talking points when she was running for governor. Right, yeah. That didn't work out for her, did it? No, it didn't. She's uh, no, she's still running, but it's very obvious that it's not in a literal sense right. because she tries. So what's funny is this: this actually made not to be what happened in Missouri with Nick Schroer's dueling amendment. Here's what they said: There have been a lot of calls to bring back classical bullying since, without it, the country seems to have veered off track. <laughs> But True. bullying is fraught with other challenges. Who wants to live in a system of might makes right? So Missouri Senator Nick Schroer, a member of the Freedom Caucus in Missouri, has laid another option on the table, something more civilized than bullying. He submitted a proposed rule change to the Missouri Senate that would bring back the ancient practice of defending one's honor civilly in a gentleman's or gentlewoman's or even gentle they them theirs duel i love that to the dead and, and this is a guy that that stays with you yeah that that introduced this yes i bet he's elated to be part of not the be you'd have you've got to meet nick you've got to come yeah. up one week I, and you've got to meet nick i'll bring my cornhole boards and challenge him to a cornhole duel. oh yeah it'd be good times so the rule change it says was posted to x by the missouri senate democrats in mockery but they're just making sure a hero in my eyes that was not the B. So Missouri made not the B this week, and uh, we've awesome. been having fun with it. I would, I would be elated. Yeah, you would, you would um, like Nick. He's there's nobody, there's nobody like Nick Schroer. He needs uh, to get some. Uh, I'm your Huckleberry shirts now. Oh yeah, for sure. So there are many nights in the Missouri legislature where we're in Nick's office playing guitar and singing a little Waylon Jennings or. Johnny Cash. Um, it's, just, I, uh, it's, it's what we do. I may I may just be heading up there just just for that. Yep. So that pretty much wraps up. Uh, man, mm. what a week! What a week! Right? And yeah, let the. Uh, I really, I really enjoy. Um, I just I hope I hope that uh, we can make a difference at some point. Oh, always. We've got that to. is uh that's that's the most exciting prospect of so, all of this. Yeah. I mean, giddy up, right? Put your big boy pants on. Let's get to really having a debate. Pack a pistol if you need to. You know, just in yeah. case you gotta skin that smoke wagon. Just couldn't take the pressure. Settle a little feud. But here's what I'm gonna ask this week for our listeners. Not only are we going to once again ask you to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but also take a moment, share the link on your social media to the podcast with a comment, maybe, I don't know, maybe about 
Tim's witty humor or something. Or maybe... Surely they can do better. May, maybe mention it to your friends. <laughs> Uh, the truth is, the words getting out were growing, and it's really all because of you guys. You guys rock. Our audience is the best. Oh, Tim, I almost forgot. So we got something in the mail this week. No. Yes. Is this a total surprise? Total surprise. I'm, I'm glad I was able to save this. So here's what we got in the mail this week. You got to close your eyes, and okay. and I got to show you what we got. I, I already opened the package because I couldn't. I couldn't help myself, but I, I caught myself peeking so I'm, and I I'm went ahead and it, shut my I'm, eyes back. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm opening it up. <laughs> All right, you can you can look. Oh, I love it. So, so describe what we what we got in. We've in got the mail. five twenty six. I'm guessing that might have been John Wayne's birthday. I, I'm not sure what I'm the betting. date is. It says oh five twenty six. John Wayne, nineteen oh seven five twenty six. American hero, and it's got a picture. It's a license plate. Yep. Uh, because in the man cave, we collect license. We plates. do. And uh, no, I love that. Yeah. I thank you to whoever. So let me tell you who this is okay. from. Okay. All right. This is from my dad. Oh, that's great. You know the only the only thing that we could add to this is if the John Wayne depicted on this license plate had a bigger grin <laughs> and a slightly larger than the normal head. Yeah. John Wayne syndrome mm-hmm. tends to yes, it's catching. exacerbate some of the features. So yeah. But I I love that. It's my going dad, on the wall. My dad was here a couple of weeks ago because my daughter got married and yeah. uh, we were in the man cave hanging out and he saw our collection of license plates. That's terrific. So next thing I know, we get this in the mail. Well, and, uh, uh, for our listeners, let's uh, let's screw this bad boy on the wall yeah. tonight and get a picture for that's what for we're the for man cave media. caucus. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And guys, like our like our social media, share it. Feel share free the podcast. Feel free to send some memorabilia. Yeah, I mean, why not? We, we would appreciate. We it. We'll have put it up in the man cave. We have a little space on the walls. All right. You guys have a good week. God bless. We'll see you later on. Take care.